many times you, you cannot uh, verify what happened with other people because I've prayed for so many people to, to get healed. It's impossible to verify every person you, you met and you've prayed for, but I can verify what had happened with me and with my family. So what I'm going to share today is uh, what I've experienced uh, on the topic of healing and deliverance. So I hope it's okay, and I'm sure it comes from, from the Holy Spirit. I just want to start with a short prayer. Dear Father in heaven, thank you that we have already expressed and experienced your presence here. Thank you that we can ask and believe that this is true, that you are going to glorify yourself this morning. We pray this in the name of Jesus Christ. Amen. Hey, what a privilege to say in the name of Jesus Christ. He's the anointed one. I want to read a few scriptures, and I didn't prepare some slides, only for myself, but I had to do it in English and Afrikaans, and I even had to, to Google how to pronounce some words, like leprosy, I realize it's not leprosy, it's leprosy, uh, but uh, Mrs. Google, Google helped me with that, with that one. So uh, if I'm reading not right, uh, it's not my fault, it's Mrs. Google's fault. No, no, maybe I didn't hear right from Mrs. Google. Uh, I want to start with Matthew 4, verse 24. You don't need to, 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 to look it up yourselves. I'm going to read a few passages because I thought by myself I'm going to start with the Bible uh, when I want to speak on this topic. Now, all of us know that Jesus uh, was prepared for, for his ministry uh, in the first 30 years, living with his dad. And, and, his, and his dad in heaven. And then uh, he got baptized. And there was the voice from God, this is my beloved son. And I'm well pleased with him. We also know that the Holy Spirit came upon him. And then the Spirit led him into the desert. And there he was tempted by Satan. And when he got through, he was full of power because he was full of the Holy Spirit. And then he started his ministry. The first things he preached was uh, what we read in, in, in the prophets. And uh, Jesus told the congregation, I'm the anointed one to deliver, to bring freedom, to bring healing. And then Matthew 4 verse 24 says more or less this, the news about him spread through the whole country of Syria. So that people brought to him all those who were sick, suffering from all kinds of diseases and disorders, people with demons and epileptics and paralytics, and Jesus healed them all. Isn't that amazing words? Jesus healed them all. Matthew 8, a few chapters later, when evening came, people brought to Jesus many who had demons in them. Jesus drove out the evil spirits with a word and healed all who were sick. Again, he drove demons out and he healed all who were sick. 
When Peter describes Jesus' whole ministry, he said the following words in Acts 10, verse 38. You know about Jesus of Nazareth and how God poured out on him the Holy Spirit and power. He went everywhere doing good and healing all who were under the power of the devil, for God was with him. So here he combines healing and those who were under the power of, of the devil. We all know that it was not only Jesus who healed, but he gave the same assignment to his disciples. In Matthew 10, he says, quite frankly, is that the right word? Go and preach. The kingdom of heaven is near. So what do we have to do? We have to preach the kingdom. And Jesus embodies the kingdom because he's the king of all kings. And then, frankly, heal the sick. Bring the dead back to life. Heal those who suffer from dreaded skin diseases and drive out demons. Now the, dreaded, uh, the dreaded skin diseases, I think, was leprosy. So that is our assignment also, because it was the assignment of the disciples. And then after the Holy Spirit was poured out, what is the right word, Pentecost, uh, we, we see what Peter and John did. They saw this man uh, at the temple, and then Peter said, silver and gold I do not have, but what I do have I give you in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth. Rise up and walk. And he took him by the right hand and lift him, lifted him up. And immediately his feet and ankle bones received strength. So he, leaping up, stood and walked and entered the temple with them, walking, leaping, and praising God. Isn't that beautiful? Silver and gold. I... How does it go? Silver and goud het ek nie, sê hy, maar dit wat ek het, gee ek nou vir jou. In die naam van Jesus Christus, van Nazareth staan op en loop, springend en juigend en loof die Heer, springend en juigend. Nou raak het lekker. <laughs> when Paul had to preach in Ephesus, and the following was said about him. Now God worked unusual miracles by the hands of Paul, so that even the handkerchiefs or aprons were brought from his body to the sick, and the diseases left them, and the evil spirits went out of them. So now it wasn't only a command of Paul, but even his handkerchiefs and apron uh, that got to people heal them. And then the wonderful invitation in James. And this invitation is, is for all the church. Is anyone among you sick? Let him call for the elders of the church. That's my phone. That's ADT. Is anyone among you sick? 
Let him call for the elders of the church and let them pray over him, anointing him with oil in the name of the Lord. And the prayer of faith will save the sick and the Lord will raise him up. And if he has committed sins, he will be forgiven. Just after this, confess your sins so that you can become healed. If you, look, if you look at the Bible, we see that Jesus healed in two ways. When it was a disease, a normal disease, he healed by a miracle. The case of leprosy was never a demon that he expelled. No, it was a miracle because he was God. And by miracle, that person, that people were healed. But many, many times... The disease was caused by uh, by evil spirit. In those cases, Jesus just expelled the evil spirit. If you look at Peter's mother, Peter, Peter's mother-in-law, uh, she had fever, and Jesus commanded that spirit. He commanded the spirit to go out, and it went out. So in this case, it was clearly an evil spirit. It was fever, but it was clearly an evil spirit. The Syrophoenician woman's daughter, she also had an evil spirit, and then she was healed when the evil spirit went out. The epileptic boy that fell into the fire many times, that was an evil spirit, but he had all the symptoms of epilepsy. And when that evil spirit went out, he was healed. There was a woman of who had the spirit of infirmity. And when Jesus drove out that spirit, that person was healed. Now, I've experienced many times the work demons did in people's life. But I've also experienced the wonderful victory of Jesus when we command spirits in the name of Jesus to go out. Now, I've experienced many times that people got healed from from many psychological diseases, psychiatric diseases, but even physical diseases. And I must confess today, uh, I do not concentrate on physical healing that much. But in my ministry so far, I've experienced so many times that people also got healed from physical diseases because we are integrated, spirit, soul, and body. And many times when Jesus come and heal the spirit, he also come and heal the physical body. I told the group yesterday that uh, once I encountered a lady, and to me that stands out because uh, it was quite interesting how I had to deal with her. Somebody brought her to me and said, she thinks that this lady has an evil spirit, but she had another problem. She cannot hear. And then... All of a sudden, I started whispering to her. And I said the following, You are an evil spirit. And then she could hear me. And then I said, And now, evil spirit, you will go out in the name of Jesus Christ. So, go out. And then the spirit went out. And that lady could hear 
Isn't that awesome? So in that case, it was quite clearly again an evil spirit. Once I worked with a guy, he told me that he was a good rugby player, but uh, in his matric year, he got Guillaume Beret. Uh, it's an illness. I think they think that it was it is caused by a, by a virus, uh, and uh, he couldn't play. He was uh, totally paralyzed. But he got healed because Guillain-Barre is also an illness, a disease uh, that's in, in many cases not a permanent disease. Uh, but when he was with me, I started praying for him, and then a spirit of Guillain-Barre. I'm not sure if it was the real Guillain-Barre, but in his case. It was a spirit, and he got healed from that spirit. So what a wonderful God. So we can always go to God and say, God, tell me, help me, give me discernment. What do I need to do now in this case? Yesterday I told the group uh, about uh, a book uh, Peter Horben wrote, and he spoke about the lady with sinusitis. Uh, she had sinusitis for 25 years, uh, and then uh, he asked her, when did you get sinusitis? She said, no, it was 25 years ago, and I went to visit my aunt, but she was also somebody with sinusitis, but she died. And then she realized, but after the death of my aunt, I got her disease. And it was a disease now for 25 years. So in this case, Horobin and his team just commanded the spirit to go out in the name of Jesus Christ, and she was healed, immediately healed. And they had enough evidence to show other people that she was permanently healed of sinusitis. I do not understand most of the things that happens around me, but what I know is it, Jesus. Jesus. And we cannot put Jesus or the Holy Spirit in a box. As I told the group yesterday, there's no recipe, but there's one name, and that is the name of Jesus Christ. I personally think that it's easier to heal demons or people who are inflicted by demons, uh, therefore got a disease through demons than uh, through a miracle. Well, that's my experience, and I'm sure God will show me uh, many other things. But still, I believe that it is worthwhile, and I'm going to change my words later, to pray for people who are ill. And I've counted many times in my ministry, and I was a minister for 32 years in Roseville and some other places also, how many times have I prayed for, for people? That was more or less what I did. A Dumni can do nothing else than going around and pray for people. That's, that was my job. <laughs> that was what I did and I believed in. That's what a Dumni do. And I remember in my congregation of many instances where people told me something happened that day when you prayed for me. And I thought I'm not good in praying for people. One guy had cancer. The doctors told him, this cancer, we can, we can treat it, but we cannot heal it. And a few months later, the doctors told him, you are healed. 
Now I tested him again. Christo Murray, was that the truth? Did the doctors tell you this cancer cannot be healed? And he said, Andre, that's the truth. And what happened? There was a, one guy, he was, uh, I think, in his early 20s, and the doctors told him, you're going to have cancer, or you have cancer, and you're going to live for four, four months. Fourteen years later, he, he, he brought the church bulletin to me. He knocked at the door. It was 14 years later. And there was his name. Oh, I forgot his name now. And he, and he just showed me his name on the church bullet, bulletin where we pray for people. He says, uh, um, Andre, you see there, uh, it's 40 years late, 14 years later, and I just want to tell you, this works. This works. <laughs> this works. He died later, about seven years after that, but God gave him another 20-some years to live. Now, I'm sure it was because this works. Now, in my own life, I have quite a, a few wonderful blessings from, from God. And I just want to, to share a few. Uh, I had a, a, a very bad lower back problem. And uh, I know it was in, in Pentecost, and we in, in the Dutch Reformed Church, we have Pungsterdienste uh, every, every evening. And I remembered my colleague, he was uh, he had the stage at that stage, and, and uh, it was a wonderful Pentecost. Uh, but I couldn't sit in church because of my lower back. <laughs> I hope uh, you haven't experienced that, uh, because I think it's... it's it's like uh, getting a baby if, if I was a, if I was, if I was a woman. Uh, the pain was, was, was very bad. And uh, uh, one evening after the, the service, uh, we went and we sat before the TV, and it was on. I was reading a book. I was not watching TV, but it was on, on TBN. And uh, Pastor Chris Oakley, how do you call it? or something like this. He was preaching. I didn't listen to his sermon but I, because I was reading a book. And at a stage, and uh, I'm so sad my wife isn't here because she was with me, uh, Chris said, uh, he stopped. And then he said, there is a minister watching me now. And, and, and they call us minister of religion. He has lower back problems. God is healing him now. And then I felt a warm sensation in my spine. And, uh, and I asked my wife, Jean, did you hear what the pastor just said? <laughs> and listen, the faith of this, this pastor, ek verbeel my nou my rug is gesond. I imagine now that my, my back is healed. And I might do so, something like this. And, uh, and it was healed. But then something sad happened again. Ten years later, I'm not sure what happened, but I got the same lower back problems again. And I prayed and I prayed. And I told Jean, Jean, but the Lord healed my back. Ten years ago, and there was no problems for ten years. He's going to heal me again. And then she said the following, 
Andrei, jy is net bang vir een dokter. Jy moet maar na een dokter toe gaan. You have to go to the doctor. Sometimes uh, it's good to be married. They keep you uh, level-headed. Uh, so I went and I, they, they uh, did some x-rays and, and, and the, the, that person told me that maybe it's a good idea to go to the, to the chiropractor. I went to him, he said, oh, it's just a, you know, a verbal. I, I just push it back, and then my back was healed again. But uh, it was a miracle, because God used that guy to push the barrel. What is a verbal in English? Disc. It is to put it this, the disc uh, back again. So I, I cannot always verify what happened with other people, but this I can testify uh, is the truth. I, I, I had a, a, a friend of mine, he, he was an orthopedist, um, and I also loved, loved running. And then he looked uh, through arthroscopy at my knees, and he said to me, Andre, that was 35 years ago, and he said, Andre, um, I'm so sorry for you, you cannot run anymore. You can, but then in a few years, I will give you a, a, a knee verfanging, give you a new, a new knee. And I didn't like that idea. Uh, and I, I remember going to God and said, God, I want my knee back. And I want to run again. <laughs> because uh, that, that's my life, to be in the, the outdoors, in the open, and enjoy and I remember feeling very guilty because uh, people around me, they, they have coronary diseases and they have cancer, etc., etc. And now I'm, I'm, I'm praying for my knee. I can do everything, but, but I cannot run. And I felt, I felt very guilty. And at a stage, I heard, I'm sensing that, that Jesus is telling me, Andre. You're allowed to pray for your knee. Because I know to you is very important. So pray for your knee. I want to touch your knee. I, I played safe and never started running again. But I start cycling and I just come back from a from a hike. We hiked the Fish River Canyon with a full backpack and we also hiked the, the Naukluft, another eight day's hike with a full backpack on our backs, and I had no problem, no problem. That's about 20 years later with my knee, and I can jump, and I can run, and I can do everything. There's no problem with my knee, because Jesus told me, Andre, if it's important to you, it's important to me also. You are my son. That is in line what James tells us, we do not get because we do not ask. If my son Amor come to me and say, Dad, I want this. I feel good because he asks me. And he wants he, me to help him. So to me, that's a compliment. And God feels the same about us. If we ask him to help, 
He wants to give us what we need and what He thinks we need. I hope it makes sense. That's, that's my story. Now, when we were in, uh, in the Fish, Fish River Canyon, that's, that's my last personal story, and I can, can, can tell a lot more, I think. Um, the third day on the Fish River Canyon, we swam in the river, and then I felt something itchy on my head. There was a doctor in the group, and, and he came to me, and he looked at me, and he said, Andre, uh, you have shingles. Uh, uh, what is I said, Andre, where your shingles is, is it, it's quite a, a problem because it can get into your eye, and then you can lose your retina. But we'll pray for you. And I have a look in my, in my, in my, in my medical case. And then they prayed for me because uh, the group were, uh, they, they loved me. <laughs> and I felt loved amongst them. And uh, he went to his medical case and he, and he brought three tablets. And he said, Andre, this, these are tablets for shingles. Wow. On a fish river canyon hike. Tablets for shingles. That's how specific God is in his healing. And when we finished, I phoned the doctor of Ketman Soop and he gave me the rest of the medication I need. I want to tell you another story. Sorry for the many stories, but uh, I hope it, it, it stirs your, your faith. I have a very good friend, but sometimes he's a, a bit too skeptic <laughs> about what Jesus does. And once his son uh, invited him to a church in Salambosh and uh, told him there was a, a visiting pastor preaching that day and, and he must come with. And he said, because he loved his son, he went to the church. And in church, the pastor at a stage stopped and said, here is somebody in the church who cannot hear with his right ear. And that was him. And then he said, no ways, I'm not going front. And then he said again, there is somebody in the church with a right ear, and he has to go to come to me because God wants to heal him today. And he said, no ways, I'm not going. And then his son turned to him and said, Dad, that's you. You must go. And because he loved his son, he went forward, and uh, that pastor prayed, and he prayed, and he prayed, and nothing happened. And after a while, he asked uh, my friend, uh, does it work? Can you hear? And he, then he said, yes, because I didn't want to hurt his feelings, I'm going to say yes. And he said, yes. And he said to me, Andre, I lied to this guy. I lied to this guy. Nothing happened. And then the guy prayed again and prayed again. Can you hear now? Yes. And then this pastor left him and he went back to his seat. This friend of mine told me, Andre, nothing happened. Nothing happened. But something happened. Now, this friend of mine had an ear operation 
about 10 years ago, prior to that event, uh, and the doctors told him they can do nothing about this ear. He said, Andre, nothing happened, but something happened. That Monday, his doctor phoned him and said, uh, I nearly said his name, Yanni. He's not, not his name, Yanni. We went to a seminar the past weekend. And there is a procedure now available. And that procedure can heal your ear. And there's a doctor in Somerset West. And he can help you. I cannot help you, but he can help you. And I have the privilege to take my friend to Summit West. And today, his right ear is healed. Can we put God in a box? Does God work through medicine, through science? God is God of everything, also of science. It's because of science that I'm here today, because Amo got me with his car safe to this church today. It's through science that my milk today was right and not sore. What is the right way to put it? Bad. <laughs> the question is, do we believe in prayer? Are we going to continue praying for people and for ourselves? Here say, you don't have because you don't ask. And if you pray, you only pray for yourself. We are allowed to pray for ourselves, but we are also going to pray for the kingdom. You don't have because you don't ask. I love a, a writer with the name of Dallas Willard, and he wrote a book on a divine conspiracy. And he referred to a a study of 1988, Randolph Bird's study. He observed 393 patients who were admitted to the coronary unit of San Francisco General Hospital. About half of the patients were prayed for by Christians with daily devotional prayer and also Christians who were part of an active cell group. The other half served as a control group they received no prayer. How bad is that? They received no prayer. And it was a blind study. Nobody knew who were prayed for. In this study, the prayer group significantly outscored the control group. Nobody in the group who were prayed for died because of coronary diseases. In the other group, it was, I think, about eight of them who died. Nobody was under, uh, you know, uh, uh, what do you call that? Heart machines. Is that the right way to put it? In the, in the group who were prayed for. But in the other group, there were quite a number of them. The group who were prayed for, a lot of them still had to, to use medication, chronic medication, other group also. But there was a significant difference between the group that was prayed for and the group that wasn't prayed for. An independent researcher watched the research and he said, if that was medicine, 
it was to die in the pharmacy. We can trust God to pray for people. Jesus says, if you believe in me, you can do greater things than I. Than I. I told the story of, of my brother yesterday. We are five brothers, and my eldest brother, Johan, was also a pastor in, in, in Malmesbury. And I know they, they believed me when I told them you can expel demons in the name of Jesus Christ. But maybe to them the stories were too far-fetched. Uh, but because I was their brother and I am their brother, they, they tried to believe me. And once there was a doctor that brought a patient to my br brother, Johan, and said, uh, Johan, uh, this patient is not a patient for a doctor. This patient is a patient for a, for a duomni, for a pastor. And then my brother and his colleagues started praying for this guy and commanding spirits to go out in the name of Jesus Christ. And he told me afterwards, Andre, that was a messy business. I, di I didn't like it. Uh, he even said, I don't want to do it anymore, anymore in the future. But then he said a, a great truth. Andre, I realized what it means to pray in the name of Jesus Christ. And I want to pray more. I want to pray more. We need doctors, but they need our prayers. We need God to interfere in everything in our lives. But He loves it when we ask. We can pray for each other. It makes a difference. When I pray, I pray in the name of Jesus Christ, and I see in my mind's eye the outcome, the fruit of what is happening now. So when we pray for each other, we can see in our mind's eye what is happening let us ask God to open our eyes to see further than the, the normal eye so that we can see what He wants to do in your lives but also in George. And I love it when Omo tells me, Dad, we don't want to be the best church in George. We don't want to be the best church in George. We want to be the best church for George. So if we are obeying God and His command to bring the, the full gospel, the full kingdom, we're going to make a big difference. George, in South Africa, the rest of the world. Let us pray. Jesus, thank you that we can use your name. Before you, Every knee shall bow and every tongue shall confess that Jesus is Lord. Thank you, Jesus, that our business is also your business. What we need, our needs, are also your needs because you love us. We are your children. Thank you that we can pray 
for anything. Thank you that we also can pray for our physical health. Lord, I'm now putting my hand where my pain is or my disease is or where I think my disease come from. You're welcome to do it now. Jesus, I'm not going to put you in a box and telling you how you're going to do, when you're going to do it. But what I believe is that you can do it because I pray now in the name of Jesus Christ. Jesus, I ask you, I don't deserve it. I ask you now to come and heal me. If the reason for my disease is my sin, I confess it now before you. If it is because I do not forgive others, I confess it before you. And I give them over to you and ask you to bless them. Thank you that you died on the cross and that your wounds are there for, for our healing. We pray this in the name of Jesus Christ. Amen. Thank you for the privilege and the God bless all of you.